0: However, there are people who who regularly, that's not a big deal. The car is not starting. Why is it not starting? Why are they repairing? Bring me another one. Are they bad people? No. They are in the phase of life. Are you getting my point? But my teaching is that listen, don't struggle for the next phase. It's not your portion. What are you supposed to do? Make sure that where God has put you now, you do all the work, you learn all the lessons execute all the assignments without pride in his own time in due season he knows how to lift people up I like the story of our current vice president why I like his story is because every day I see the man on TV have you noticed, he's always the one talking on economic matters have you noticed, he's always there talking I was still watching him on TV, I think yesterday night or two nights ago I was just looking at this baba I said now wow. He did not print poster. All the time they were joining that, that um, AD was becoming um, something and then ACN was merging with uh, CPC and they becoming what APC nobody heard his voice. I didn't even know the man was still there. Then one day they finally brought our current head of state out as their presidential candidate. And the man said that he will allow the Jagaban to pick his running mate. And because the president, then the candidate at that time, is a Muslim from the north, he had to pick a Christian from the south. So the man looked to the left and looked to the right and looked for a man that he considered loyal, a man without big ambitions. So he picked this man and said, You will be the vice presidential candidate. He running me to the president, presidential candidate. Before he knew what was happening, God said, all right, I've appointed this man as your next head of state. That was a few weeks after this man was nominated. Next thing we know is he's a vice president. I can't, un, unless the Lord spoke to him, a year before that, he did not dream he was coming back to politics. That is what, listen, God is preparing something for you also you will also step into the place that he ordained for you also. Amen. Don't rush. Don't let people push you. Don't let pride talk to you. Pride is the, one of the top, if not number one, sin of mankind. Pride. In fact, one other man, Eve fell. That pride was what made them fall. What was the pride? Don't eat of this. It wasn't just about food. It wasn't nutrition. It was about who's in, who's in charge. Satan said, you will be like God. They began to aspire you will be able to decide what is right and what is wrong. That was the cause of the fall. It was not about taste of a fruit. It was about who is going to be in charge. And that's why we went into all the troubles we went into. Because some people were aspiring for something that God had not yet given them. You can have desires, you can have prayers, but please don't struggle for anything. David said, my eye is not proud, neither is my heart. Is it my eye is not haughty or my heart proud. I have not involved myself in matters too difficult for me. That's what David said. Doing this ministry work, I've been doing all these years. I, if something is too difficult, I don't do. I don't mean we don't stretch. I get my point. It's not it, 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 that we don't take things by faith. But when something becomes a matter of you take away the peace of mind I have, all the resources are no longer enough. Ah, one day, you know, because of the because we're having problem with um, space here. All right. So okay, I was talking with uh, Jonathan. Try and get space. You not say okay. I think the best thing is to just um, just get land and develop it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Jonathan, it was for freedom that Christ has set me free. <laughs> is land good? Yes, it's good. Development it is good? Yes, very good. I have a dream for what I call the Kingdom World Media Center. Bishop and I, we're already putting together what you look like. That dream, it's free. I said, Jonathan, that is a long-term solution to a short-term problem. It's not good. Find me a place that's already built, that I can lease, we can rent, Is it wrong to build? No, it's not. Don't get me wrong. He said, when the crop permits, when the crop has not yet permitted, I'm not getting involved. David said, my eye is not haughty. My heart is not proud. I have not involved myself in matters too difficult for me. He said, like a wind child with his mother, I have quietened my soul. Don't put me in distress. That's Psalm 131. He said, oh Lord, my heart is not proud, nor my eye is haughty nor do I involve myself in great matters or in things too difficult for me. Surely, he says, I have composed and quieted my soul. Like a wind child rests against his mother, my soul is like a wind child within me. Oh, Israel, he says, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forever. I like the word hope. Hope means I have an expectation. One day it's coming. In this season, Everything has a season. And how do you know the season of something? It's when you put in a little effort, you start seeing the results. Are you getting my point? Until that time, whatever it is you are doing now, do with all your strength, do with all your might. Do it well. 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 Do it with joy. Do it with gladness. Not this uh, painful endurance. What I mean that it's just because God kept me here, uh, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Let's just be obeying God. You are disobeying. <laughs> Rejoice and be glad. That's what we are saying. And I'm saying, as a matter of fact, once you fulfill the spiritual you no know, requirements of that season, God will take you to the next season. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Once you fulfill the spiritual requirements of this season, God will automatically take you to the next. It's not because of a date you set by yourself, it's because you fulfill the core courses, all the courses you, have, you need to take in this season. When you've passed them, God now says it is time to leave this young man, to leave this young woman to the next season. That's what Christianity is about. That's what they call grace. That is what they call what? Grace. I don't want to start repeating stories we have used again and again. Practical stories. You will see that, listen, you know, God has placed everybody in position in life to do their own assignment. What I mean is that what God wants to ac- accomplish in your, in your life if it's going to take 10 years and requ- it remains a year for him to do that thing. Don't worry. He has placed people there in the last nine years. They are working. I hope you get my point. They are working. They are building businesses. They are building ministries. They are building carriers. They are building all kinds of things. When, when the season is... I mean, did the, the, the the, the Joseph conceive Egypt? He didn't conceive Egypt. He was not a pharaoh. He was nothing. He was, pharaoh, Egypt was going on. They just brought him in, and in the season, they placed him where he was supposed to be. That is what we are saying. And that is how Christians... That's our perspective. That's our faith concerning the matter of seasons and concern the matter of grace. We fulfilled the assignment of God in this season. And in due season, he takes us into the next. I hope you've gotten my point. Let's go back. We're supposed to be reading something, right? Matthew 14. Remember, I started by saying, the will of God and the plan, they may be different. The will is always there. I was saying last time, that the Lord wants us, all right, to do what is necessary To bring his will, or our experiences, into alignment with his will. Now let's read that story again, because I want to just explain something from it. We read it last time, but we'll rush now, because we read it slowly last time. That's the story of Peter. Now if you read from verse um, 22, After they had finished settling the multitude, after they had fed the thousands, The Bible says he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And then he went up to the mountain to pray. Verse 24 The boat was already many stadia away from land, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. And the fourth watch of the night he came to them walking on the sea, and they were afraid. In verse 28, Peter answered and said, Lord, if it is you, come. Command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him and said to him, O you of little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind stopped. And those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, You are certainly God's son. Now, why did I read this? It's a story we know very well, and it's a lesson we keep on drawing from. We can't draw um, enough from it. We keep on drawing from this story. And I'm talking about getting—I mean affecting the next season of our life, laying the pouring water forward so we can step on cool ground. I want to just draw a lesson because we'll take some prayer. Let me see how our time goes today. I just want to draw a lesson from this one again for everybody. In life, storms will always arise. Times will come when there will be turmoil. You understand? Things will happen that will not be in accordance to our expectation. It will happen that you wished for money to come plenty. It comes small. Those days, they come. You you may have plans, and the plans don't go the way you thought they should go. These things will happen again and again. Like I say all the time, Paul, a great apostle, he will tell you that there were times that there was no food. It was not as if he didn't want food, there was no food. He got to a point in life, he learned to stay independent of circumstances. He was so good at it, when he saw food, he did not rejoice. Are you getting my point? It happens. There are times you will see that um, Paul will say, we wanted to come to you, we were hindered. Their desire was to come, but there was a hindrance in their path. The Lord Jesus, they came to him once said, pay this tax. It wasn't, of course, he was not supposed to pay, but then Peter had committed him. And he said, okay, go ahead and pay. And he didn't have money. My emphasis is that if there was a time he did not have money. Don't assume that, you know, they just, it was the Lord, there was just money around. There were times he didn't have money. And that was why he said, go and fish. Do you follow? Yes. I mean, he told Peter, go, go and get a fish. Open his mouth. You will find enough money in his mouth for you and for me. I'm trying to emphasize that difficult times, they come. The Bible makes it clear that you may find a situation in which outwardly things look dry. Just that like God has a promise for those that seek him and those who are pleasing to him, that they would never lack in the midst of dryness. That's the point I'm trying to make. So things happen, you understand? But how do we respond? That's that's why I'm reading this again. When we're praying our prayers, how do we respond? I've been talking about total faith on Saturdays. I'll get back to this matter later, concerning how we operate total faith concerning finances. Because sometimes the problem is that Christians operate segmental faith concerning finances, and they expect it to work. It doesn't work because the faith is not total. There are different aspects of life concerning finances. You need to operate the the faith in every area. But I'm talking about the matter of prayer now, all right? So now let's look at Peter. He came out of water, uh, came onto the water, and he was walking nicely on the water. Then, verse 30, the Bible says that he looked at the wind and became afraid, and then he began to sink. Now, what I want to bring out is the fact that he looked at the wind it became afraid, and it began to sink. I want to emphasize to us again that we must be careful that when things occur, because like I've, we've be referring to it, right now, eh, you know, uh, international price of crude went down, very, very down, 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 down. Initially, those who were consuming the thing were happy. But now everybody is afraid. Because they have realized that even those you know, countries that normally buy, you should be happy when things are cheap. But they realize that it's causing economic downturn everywhere. Stock markets globally as at this last week, this up to today, it's been going down and down everywhere. Whether it's in the US, in Europe, in China, of course in Africa, everywhere, everything is nosediving. <laughs> and listen, you know everybody they fear. Retirement money they inside. <laughs> yeah, uh, you see some of these things you don't understand why people panic. There are old people that will not be able to eat if you think on this like that. Because they worked for thirty years. All right, worked for 40 years, and saved up their retirement money in that structure. I'll talk about that later. That's one thing about um, when I'm talking about total faith concerning finances. Listen, you can't put your hope in where Jesus says you don't put your hope. Then when it's crashing, now start prophesying. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You can't put your hope there. Then that's like, a, a, in the name of Jesus, talk about it, you he will now crash don't crash. I command you to come back home. The "What is going on there?" I told you ahead. This breaking and still and more does destroy. This is more destroying. not destroy. <laughs> Total faith concerning finances. We will talk about it. Very very important. Be careful how you invest your money. Don't let the world teach you how to invest money. I mean that literally. Once they tell you it is safe, it's a lie. There is nothing that is safe outside God. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Let me stick with my message for today. But sometimes, this is my point I'm making. Now look at Peter. The fact is that Peter began to sink. Why was he sinking? He said, but seeing the wind, he became afraid. And the Lord Jesus told us that it was that fear. He said, oh you of, of little faith, why did you doubt? That is, he sank not because things were difficult around. He sank because he became afraid. That's what I want to emphasize. That's why I was reading it. If you are not going to sink when things are shaky outside, as a child of God, you must be careful concerning what you are looking at. What happened to Peter? Peter, he was looking at the wind. When the Lord said, you know the wind was there all the while. But he was so excited when Jesus said, do not be afraid with his eye. That word was very powerful. It attracted him. They started walking. The wind was there. The waves were going up and down. But as long as he was focused on the Lord, the man floated. Then the moment, (laughs) what is curiosity? Let me, how come I'm floating? Maybe, (laughs) maybe ice formed on the water. How come I'm floating? Did the wind stop? As the man began to look around for physical reasons why he was floating, he discovered fear coming into his heart. And as soon as fear entered, the man sank. I've been saying this since last year. No matter how much God is on your side, if you look at physical things and you allow fear into your heart, you will sink. Many people have obeyed God and yet they sank. And people are looking and saying, Huh? Look at that man. He obeyed God. Look at his life right now. You forget that from the time after he obeyed, he was not out on the water. You know when you leave the boat, oh boy, obey completely. When you have left the boat, when you have left your secure job, are you getting my point? Are you not saying that the Lord led you to go and start your own enterprise? Oh boy, that enterprise, eh? in the morning, prophesy over it. In the afternoon, find out divine precepts to operate it. Are you getting my point? At night, speak the word to it because you have left the boat. You have left the boat. You have to fight sinking with all your heart. And what I mean by fight sinking, I don't say look, I'm not saying look for another boat. I'm saying focus on the Lord Jesus. And this is the context in which I'm bringing up this matter today. And utter words. God is a school of prayer. All right? There are many areas. There are many areas. But the one I'm focusing on today. It's a matter of words that you speak. When this um, crisis began, and Naira began to dive from 150, it crawled to 160, 170, 180, 190. That was 190. 180 was about 13 months ago. That was in December before this last one, December 2014. That was when it hit 180-something. I remember very well and we're looking like uh, maybe to improve, to improve. The team th- didn't agree to improve and as I last week, he hit 300. You understand? He just kept on going. And like I said, don't, it's not negative prophecy. I'm not sure it's going to stop moving that way for a long time. All right? And there are reasons for that. I told my wife then, I said, listen, me, I have peace of mind in all of this. I have absolute peace of mind. I refuse to consider What will be the consequences? That's looking at the wind. I don't know whether you're getting my point. That's looking at the wind. When you start considering consequences, you become afraid. And listen, your life is controlled by spiritual forces. When you become afraid, doors that the Lord will have opened for you, they will close. Favors that will have come your way, they will disappear. Ideas that the Lord will have given to you to help you, you know, bring forth a new dimension of operation in the midst of the calamity, it won't come. Like I found out once when Abraham sent out Hagar and her son, bang, you can get the message. It's titled Open My Eyes, O Lord. What happened to Hagar? She became, I mean, she lost hope and sat down, and then the angel of God heard him lad crying and all of that, and I came. And showed her a well. Now, this one I'm making: did the angel dig that well? Well, the Bible didn't say so. But this is what I want to bring out from there: that well was there, and as long as that woman was crying and despondent, she would not have seen the well. Many Christians who are afraid: there's a well that God knew would be in the wilderness. God knew that difficult times were going to come. This is my persuasion. For that reason, He prepared wells. For us to dig out, that is, draw water from. But as long as we are whining and complaining and not prophesying the right words, we don't discover the wells. No matter how difficult things are in the world, listen to me, it does not sink everybody. You will decide whether you are going to survive or you will not survive. And what God has given us is exceedingly great and precious promises to help us survive. I hope you're getting my point. Listen. everybody is complaining. Jobs are scarce, scarce. Money is this one. State governments are broke. The Federal government is broke. There are words that don't come out of your mouth. There are things you don't focus on. In the midst of that, there are words you are supposed to utter all the time. That's what I'm saying about all of this. Concerning your business, focus on the Lord. Don't focus on what's going on around don't focus on sales. People say that January is normally very, very slow. Don't believe it. You know why you shouldn't believe it? Two reasons. One, it's not true. Two, it's not true in your case. Those are the two good reasons. Don't you like the reasons? No, Once, okay, number one is that a lot of times people just say things they don't, they don't have statistics to, you know, to go by, all right, to directly say that everybody just believes it. Then secondly is that even if it was like that, are you an average person? And it is to you, according to your faith. What am I saying? Concerning your finances, it shall be well with you. Amen. Concerning your business, it shall be well with you. Amen. In this season, if men say there is a casting down for you, there will be what? A lifting up. Listen, even if though the young lions lack, they suffer hunger. You will not like anything good. Amen. Let me prove to you that you won't. You came out this evening to come and hear the word of God. That's what it's called seeking the Lord. <laughs> Sometimes I say those who seek the Lord. Hey, that's what it means. People have gone to play. I've gone to hear the word of God. People have gone to watch. Um, uh, who's playing who today? I don't know. But they always play. You know those people. They, they know how to uh, keep human beings occupied. There's no day of the year. You won't fight at Manchester United or Chelsea or Real Madrid or Liverpool, one of those boys are playing every day, just to keep you paying money. But instead of going to watch, you are going to listen to the word of God. It's called seeking the Lord. That's what it means. Last time I talked about praying, why is my life at a standstill? I discussed it last time. I take time out to go and do proper fasting. I don't mean hunger. In fact, who told me something? Pastor, what you said. Jonathan, where is he? I thought I was the only one saying it. Pastor you said, Listen, if you are fasting, give it to me. Again. What did he say? Good. Pastor you said that. At least I, I'm not the one that said that one. What <laughs> did they say, Pastor Bank? Pastor Pogu said, If you are fasting, you can't concentrate again. You can't sit straight. He said, Go to the fridge. <laughs> Get something. Eat it. And continue the fast. When I heard it, I said, oh, Father, I thank you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses. This one is established. And more of you are believing it now. Now that you have heard that testimony. That's what the man said. So we said, that's only for us believers. When we do that, with with the mind that, God, I need to know. What is your plan? Which part of your will am I not walking in? It's called seeking the Lord. And the Bible says, if you behave like that. You will never lack anything good. So I say to you, you will not lack anything good. Let's rise to our feet. I want us to pray. Just give me a second. Let me dig out something from here. Remember, like I said last time, what we are doing is to pour the Word of God ahead of us. Amen? Amen? Now remember, let me quickly say this before we start praying. I said this about uh, 3 meetings ago, the first meeting of the year, that there are some things I want us to learn. Everybody declare after me. Say, "Lord, I thank you." Lord, I thank you. I call this grace to enter into his presence, okay? Or the righteousness of God. Say, "Lord, I thank you." Lord, I thank you. Because I can come into your presence to pray. Because I, can come into your presence I thank you for the righteousness I have in Christ Jesus. I haven't come in the power of my good works or any righteousness that is derived from me. I have come because of grace and mercy which I have through Christ Jesus. Say, I have come in the name of Jesus. Say, I have come because I know you love me. I have come by faith. I have come with the people of God who are of the same faith. I know my prayers are pleasant in your hearing, and you grant all my requests. requests. This is the confidence I have towards you, that when I ask anything according to your will, will. you hear me. me. Say thank you you. in in the name of Jesus. Let me just remind us of why we did that. You know, it's very important we get these things clear in our hearts. Christians, don't ever forget. Don't ever forget. There is, they are not, God is not answering you because of what you did. There are not many people saying this thing that I'm saying, and I have to continue saying it because it's the truth. I believe that God is counting on me and some other people to continue to declare it. There is a problem in the body of Christ today, and we are curing it by preaching the truth and by prayer, in which we are taught to approach God having done some things. Please, that's not Christianity. The only thing we can do is Repent. When you are approaching God, you must never, ever feel you deserve anything because of something that you did. It is January now. All our churches, we do it trying to make sure that everybody submits their January salary. So if you, no, it's true. If you give your first fruit, the rest of the year will be holy. It's a fat lie. I hope you understand it. It's not true, it's not scriptural. The principle of first fruit is just the first expenditure you make. That's the Bible. That is about acknowledging God. If you earn 100000 naira, and you take the first 1000 and say, before I spend anything, let me go and tell God thank you. Let's get it clear. Please. If you carry your own and decide to help your neighbor who can't pay school fees, it's the same thing. Is it truth? I know people don't like me saying it. And let me tell you the truth. You are a giver, amen? amen. Or if you are not a giver, you don't understand the word of God yet. Every Christian must be a giver. But when we are doing what we are doing, we are not doing those things so that we can go and say, God, now I have done. What are you going to do? That's what I'm trying to emphasize. You want to give, you should, not you want to give, you should give. You are a member of a church, they are preaching the word of God, they have ministers that that is the only job they do. Ah, for goodness sake, they too have to eat. They have to wear the kind of fine clothes you are wearing. They should drive fine cars to so their children, should go to good schools. And they're not going to approach Dangote. Dangote's job is to build refineries and build cement factories, not to sponsor the gospel. <laughs> the money comes from you and from me. So we must be committed and dedicated givers. I mean, you come to Kingdom World, well, nobody puts pressure on people, to give money. But for goodness sake, we spend money. Preaching the gospel costs money. Are you getting my point? So every Christian should be responsible. However, 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 you don't do those things because you want to ask God for something. The fact that you give does not mean God must give back to you. He can collect it and say it's my own. Say God you multiply it. I'm not in the mood. (laughs) And that then hinders our faith. I keep on saying it. A Christian gives all the time, but please don't approach God and say, because I have lived righteously, I have done this, I didn't take bribe in the office. That man who said he wanted to sleep with me, I gave him one, I didn't agree. You know what Elihu said? Okay, I agree now. who said it, that if you sin, your iniquity only affects men like you. It doesn't affect God. So you cannot come to him and brag on something that you did, because it's no advantage to him. One day, one girl was sending text message to one of my, one brother that I, I got to know. And that uh, she was always asking him for something because he preached to her, she come to church and stopped following Sugar Daddy. The girl said, You say I shouldn't follow Sugar Daddy again, but you are not there for me. I said, why, why, You know the kind of, you know the gig banking. Because I will send you the text of two, poli- the address of two politicians, go and visit them. Three of you go to hellfire. I mean, your righteousness, how is it blessing me? It's your problem if you want to serve God. If you don't want to serve he might go somewhere else. There are many billions of people on this earth who are looking for the direction, sheep without shepherd. Let me go and shepherd somebody who wants to be shepherded. <laughs> so when we do what is right, I'm going to say it's for our advantage. We don't go to God and start using that one to demand anything. That thing kills faith. We preachers preach it every day. That people should do it. I keep on saying it. Some of you are tired of hearing me say it, but it's not because of you I'm saying it. It's for those who have not yet heard it. God does not do for you because you did for him. God does things for you because he loves you and because Jesus died for you and that you have agreed to follow this Jesus. And there are people who have not even agreed to see doing for two. So, what is, do you get my point? That's why we repeat this prayer all the time. I want you to put this in mind when you are approaching prayer. Declare it. Say, Lord, I know I have given, but does it matter? I have come in the name of Jesus. Please, let's never forget it. In fact, let's just take that confession again. I, I feel, I just think we should. Let, let's just take it again. Say, in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus I enter the presence, of God, I enter the presence of, God. of God as a renewed child of I God. Of I have be been made righteous by the power of the blood. I have not come in the power of my good works. I have not come in the power of, good the power of any good I have done. I have come only because of grace and mercy I have come only of grace and which I have through Christ, Christ Jesus. I have, through Christ I have come in the name of Jesus. Say, that is where my faith lies and nowhere else. And nowhere else not in my good works. My good Say, works. thank you Lord for loving me. Thank you for washing me clean. Thank you for making me worthy to stand in your presence. By the blood of Jesus. Say, I have been washed I have, I have been made righteous. I'm able to receive answer to my prayers. To to my prayers. Because, the loves me because the Father loves me, and because I come in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord is good. I just wanted to, that's the kind of preparation. Alright? I want us to just do something quickly before we we declare the word and we'll close. Alright? Based on what we have already. Alright. The Lord is good? I said the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. If you believe it, say amen. amen. Alright, what I want us to do, let's invoke the blessings of God over provisions for our families, for our lives, alright, in this particular year. Alright? The Bible says that the word of God the sorry the Bible says that the blessing of God makes rich and does not add sorrows. Alright. So in the name of Jesus we are going to declare the word of God, amen. amen. Alright, let's declare it like Moses. Say in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus I, am I, am I am blessed. I am blessed from above. I am blessed from say above. the Lord is my shepherd. And I'm never in want. It makes me lighter in green pastures. It restores my soul. It renews my soul. soul. It guides, guides me along the path of righteousness. For his name's sake. His name's sake. Say in the, name of Jesus. in the name of Jesus, I am rich. I am rich. In the name of Jesus. Poverty is not my portion. Is not my Say this is, this is the grace of the Lord Jesus. Even though he was rich, he was rich yet for my sake. He became poor that I, through his poverty, might be made rich. I declare in the name of Jesus, 2016 and beyond, poverty and lack have ended in my family. The Father supplies all my needs and He knows them even before I ask Him. Despite what is going on around, the Lord supplies my need. While men are sinking, I'm in the boat of the Lord Jesus in the boat the Lord while, men sinking, while men are sinking I'm walking on the water with him I'm the water with say in the name of Jesus, name of he, loves Jesus. Of he, loves of he loves me more than the grass of the field he loves me more than the birds of the air, the of the air. Therefore, I am well clothed, therefore I'm well clothed and all, and all my needs are supplied say in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus God, supplies God supplies all my needs even though the economies of the nation may seem shaky Said, this, is the word of the Lord. this is the word of the Lord. Those who fear him, those who fear for, him. Them no for them there is no the want. The young, lions do, young lions do lack and suffer but hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall not be in lack of any good thing. Therefore I declare, Therefore I, declare I, will not lack good. I will not lack anything good. The provision for my household is not based on the surrounding economy. My provision is not based on the economy of the nation. It is based on the grace of God. So I say, so I say My God, my God shall, supply shall supply all my needs, all my needs according, according, to glory, according to His riches in glory, not according to the economy of the nation. Not to the of the nation. Therefore, I declare, Therefore I declare, My business prospers. My business prospers. I, have favor. I have favor. People will show me favor. People The ravens will bring me bread if necessary. necessary. Food will multiply for my household. Say, I focus on the kingdom of God and on His righteousness and And all other things are added to me. I am not afraid afraid because my God is above all. I am hidden inside Him and and He supplies all my need. Say, He will cause prosperity to flow towards me like a river. And the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. Say, I will, I will not run up and down to the north or the south, home or abroad, home or abroad seeking, food seeking food and prosperity. I will locate where God wants me to be, me to and, be. There and there he will send his blessings in the name of Jesus Christ. Of Jesus. Say, like Isaac, like Isaac, I will sow in my land. And in the same year, I will reap a hundredfold. I will become rich and grow richer and become very wealthy. Doors of opportunity, they will open for me, even in the midst of hardship. The Lord will grant me the spirit of faith to take hold of all my opportunities. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's give him and say, Lord, thank you. Say, Lord, thank you. That is the antidote for the economic noise you hear outside. That's how we handle it. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. Just thank him. Thank him. Because he will make all grace abound towards you. You will have all sufficiency in all things. And you will abound to every good work. The Lord's supplies is not dependent on what's going on outside. God's saying, right now, I am disciplining the nations. I'm disciplining even the church. I am disciplining the nations. I am causing discipline to be lent by even my people. But for all those who fear me, they will not lack. For all those who fear me, they will grow stronger. I will cause wealth to change hands. I will cause control to change hands. Even in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of economic hardship, those who fear me, however, have nothing to fear. They have nothing to fear. Those who love me have nothing to fear. Those who seek me will never be in lack of anything good. I will supply all their needs. I will protect them in the morning, at noonday, and at night. No evil will befall them, and no plague will come near their dwelling place. That is the word of God. let the Lord, we give you thanks. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.